I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget, you can email us still, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Still so incredibly grateful that Joe Biden is out there on the campaign trail right before the election. Joe, inspire us. What's going on? I was just in Syracuse, New York, where I went to law school. And the company called Micron is investing $100 billion dollars manufactured chips, the biggest investment of its kind ever in America, in American history, $100 billion. Before that, I was in down in, in, uh, in a little further down in, in the middle of New York, and an outfit called IBM. They're investing in these chips for, for serious — anyway, I won't go through them all, but <laughs> — Anyway, look, I don't have time to get into all the details. (laughs) Jesse, curious how well you think our founding fathers did for us. What did they get right? What did they get wrong? Uh, A couple things. One, let's focus on the good first. What they did by putting into place a constitution in a country where the federal government was so limited, where the people are absurdly free or were absurdly free 
They changed the entire planet for over 200 years. There are great books about this. What is that? Uh, gosh, I forget. A 10,000 year leap? 4,000? I think it's 4,000. There's a book called The 4,000 Year Leap. That may be wrong, but there's, it's thousands of years. I haven't read it in a long time. That is really, really, it's a fascinating read when you find out about America's capitalist, America's free experiment. It was so successful, it rose the entire planet up. We rose up the entire planet. So it's really hard to nitpick them about, I know it is cool, Chris, it's really hard to nitpick them about the things they got wrong. I will tell you this, it has always bothered me that we were towards the end of getting rid of slavery. It does. It bothers me. It's all, it has always bothered me. And they and now that look, understand this. I'm not one of these revisionist history guys who looks down on all these evil things. I just have always looked the history of slavery is so dark. And not just in America, I'm talking historically that when you read the lives that so many human beings have lived on this planet as slaves. Remember this, whenever you read about uh any sacking of a city or losing of a war, and you find out their people were taken into slavery, taken into slavery. Remember what that means for so many people throughout history, unending numbers of people throughout history. It means the men will probably be worked to death, likely be worked to death. If not, they'll have no freedom. It means, ah, man, I know kids are listening, slavery for women is ugly. Really, really ugly. Slavery for children is ugly. It's so terrible that I find it honestly hard to believe sometimes that the world lasted so long and just accepted that as some kind of a practice. What, Chris? 5,000 Year Leap is the name of the book. Sorry, thank you, Chris. 5,000 Year Leap is the name of the book. It is so gross to own another human being and abuse another human being. It blows my mind that that is something that was so acceptable across virtually every society for the history of the world. And finally, the world started waking up and cleaning that up and realizing that's really, really, really gross. I don't like that we were kind of lagging behind on that. I think that's terrible. What, Chris? Uh, that's well. That's not a bad point. Chris said, "If it makes you feel any better, it's still going on today. It, of course, is. There is still look. The human trafficking across our southern border is a slave trade. It's a modern day slave trade going on, and same things are happening to women and children. And it's really, really ugly. Uh, that always bothered me that we couldn't clean that up. And I understand why we couldn't. That that was part. It was just simply part of the southern economy back then, and we weren't going to bring these. We couldn't possibly eliminate it." and bring the country together as a cohesive country. So I get that, but that part has bugged me forever. I don't like that people were owned and abused here. But I don't I'm not judging the founding fathers on it. That was the sensibilities of the time. I don't judge people in the past based on the standards of today. I don't want you to either, but that has bugged me. What else did they get wrong? They were pretty forward and adamant about the federal government being small. And you can pick, I'll see this today, people will nitpick and say, well, they didn't go far enough. They didn't go near far enough to make sure the federal government stayed small. I would argue 
you're putting too much credence on a piece of paper. You can say the Constitution is a wonderful thing, and it is, and it set up this incredible country which we have, which it did, but at the same time, you always have to understand it's just a piece of paper. If the people in the country and the people who run the country, if they don't place any value on the piece of paper, if they don't look at that piece of paper and think that it limits them, then it just becomes a piece of paper that's worthless. Remember, they said, I mean, Benjamin Franklin, it's a famous story. You've heard it a thousand times when, when they got done you know, lining out what this country was going to be. And he was approached, I believe it was by a woman on the street, and she said, what have you given us, sir? And he told her, a republic, if you can keep it. What Chris said, was he drunk? I think we can safely assume Benjamin Franklin was drunk. He, he generally was, but it's still a true line, right? It's, every generation has to safeguard what we have. And let's be honest, I'm not pointing fingers at you, but we haven't done that. We haven't done that. We haven't been near aggressive enough with the people who wanted to destroy it. So I don't know that I would really point out that we did anything wrong in the beginning. Jesse, should we be paying more attention to what's going on between Iran and Saudi Arabia? Seems like the world is a powder keg ready for the spark. Yeah, we probably should be, but here's another part of of living in the times we live in. When your country goes through harder times and economic downturns the way we are right now, you also get incredibly insular with your focus. And now you've gone through this in your personal life probably. I know I personally have. You want to help other people, right? Or you want to do this or do that. But right after the point you get some kind of personal tragedy or, or hardship in your home, and then it's really hard to care about other things. Uh, we're going to go out today and we're going to uh, feed the homeless. Every, every Saturday, we're going to go down to a soup kitchen. And we're going to feed the homeless, try to help these people out. Then three people in your family get the flu. And man, you really don't think about homeless people for a couple weeks, right? So you get done cleaning yourself up. We're going through that and about to go through that as a nation. It's part of the reason people don't care very much. They just don't. The citizens of this country do not care about Russia, Ukraine. And there has been a gigantic propaganda effort on both by both parties and the American media to get Americans to be emotionally invested in this. And there are a lot of reasons behind that. And I don't care how you fall one way or the other on it, but the American people don't care. You can look at every single poll they're doing right now on issues Americans care about when it, co- when it comes to the midterm elections, and they don't, they don't give a crap about Russia, Ukraine. They don't. They don't give a crap about a lot of the things I care about either. I mean, there are serious negatives to this too. You ask me what the most important issue is? I would tell you the administrative state, that we're going into a place where we have an administrative state that is the KGB. We are. We are going there. We're going there fast, and I would argue... There's nothing more important. There's nothing more dangerous that's happening in this country than what's happening at the FBI. It is the most dangerous thing happening in the country. But the American people don't agree. And I don't fault them for it because when you can't afford gas, when you can't afford groceries, when you can't afford your power bill, you don't want to hear some guy rambling on about how dangerous the FBI is. You can't personalize that. You can't make people care about that. When you go into down economic times, It really governs everything. It does. Think about all the things you care about on a day-to-day basis. Think about all the things you care about. Little things, big things, things at work, things at this, things at that. How many of those things seem less important if your family can't pay the bills? As somebody who has been in a situation 
where I couldn't pay the bills, where we couldn't pay the bills, man, it's really hard to make yourself care about anything else. It just, it just governs everything. It's, it's our nature. So should we care? Yeah. Especially because we're kind of on the side of Iran now, which is unbelievable. And we're offending Saudi Arabia. So now Saudi Arabia, they're linking up with the Chinese. Only Iran is kind of linking up with the Chinese too and the Russians. And it's just, there's so much ugly going on. Should we care? I mean, it might be the most important issue in the world here in about 15 minutes, but I don't know. All right. Speaking of world wars. Someone wants to do a little alternate history and open face sandwiches. Hang on. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. That is a little bit of a weird voice. I like it, though, Chris. It pops. You got to like different. Look, as a front man, I analyze these things differently than you do, Chris. You're not going to be able to analyze these things in, at a high level like I am. But, look, we lead singers. We just we all we all do things a little different. I go, nah, 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 and I sound different. People, what? People love that. People love that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I have to be honest with you about something here. It's just you and me. It's just you and me. I'm sitting on cheese right now. What, Chris? I told, I promised total honesty. And I need to explain myself. You've heard my stories before about how I fell in love with the beef and cheese sticks in the Marine Corps because the MREs suck so bad and you know I have a, an unhealthy obsession with food. So I would bring all these beef and cheese sticks out to the field with me whenever we'd go out. So I always had a good snack. I always loved to eat beef and cheese. And I discovered something. It's just really basically true. Cheese is better the warmer it gets. The ultimate cheese is, of course, melty cheese. That's the best. Everyone wants a, a melty cheese on a cheeseburger or a good queso dip. Or so. so melty cheese is clearly better. But warm room temperature cheese is also clearly superior to cold cheese. Cold cheese is the lowest form of cheese. I would t- I discovered this be- when I would go out to the field and, and it would be in the desert, it would be hot, and I'd pull out my beef and cheese sticks, and, man, they were warm, and they were just softer. And what, Chris? And they were just softer and better. So once I transitioned out of that and I kept eating these things in my civilian life, I found that it was an issue because you keep these things in the fridge and you go get them when you're hungry, but you want them to be warmer than they are. So... What I do is I obviously leave them sealed in the packaging, or I don't want you to think think I'm sitting here on direct cheese, but I find that if I simply sit down and put them underneath my thighs, that they will rapidly get to room temperature, and then I will be able to eat my, what, Chris? I will be able to eat my beef and cheese sticks like that. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed at all. You know why I'm not ashamed, Chris? I'll tell you why. We're changing people's lives. And we're saving people's lives. We're saving people's lives with preborn, are we not? Every day. Every day, preborn is out there. They're out there at these abortion clinics saving lives. I do not pass judgment 
on scared young women who don't think they have options and are surrounded. Maybe you were that young woman one day. You're never going to get judgment out of me. I'm a worse person than all of you. But they're surrounded by cultural influences that tell them, just kill it, just abort it, just abort it. It's a clump of cells, just abort it. It's a clump of cells, just abort it, just abort it, just abort it. It's, it's, It's all they hear. They don't have another voice. They don't have another voice saying, hey, it's a life. Hey, maybe before you abort it, you should get an ultrasound. Preborn is that. Preborn is our counterattack to this evil. They set up shop outside of these clinics and they, they don't harass anybody. They simply tell these young ladies, you have an option. Come in for a free ultrasound. They offer the free ultrasound. It is, it is God-given, the connection between a mother and her baby. When a young lady, no matter what her cultural influences have been, when she hears that heartbeat, they choose life almost every time. That free ultrasound saves a life. Preborn gives it free. It costs them $28. $28 saves the life of a baby. $140 saves five lives. Save a life today. Go to preborn.com slash jesse. That's preborn.com slash jesse. Or dial pound 250 and say baby. Dear Sombrero Miniguns third, what's your opinion of the open face sandwich? Delicious or wretched filth? Personally, I'm not a big fan. It's just a mess on a hot plate. Okay. Well, you're wrong, Dan. You're wrong. Here's, here's what I've never understood about food. I've never understood this concept of presentation. Why would I care about presentation? I care about flavor. I don't care if it's open face. And I go, what, Chris? People eat with their eyes? That's not true. You eat with your mouth. That's not true. All right. That's a, that's a lie that people say. They do, they do not eat with their eyes. They eat with their, I eat with my mouth. Okay. Maybe you're over there shoving chips in your eyes, but I shove chips in my mouth. All right. I eat with my mouth. All right. Now, oh, why wouldn't I love an open face sandwich? All that means is it's messier and gooier. It means it has more sauces and more cheeses. I don't care about I don't care how it's constructed. I don't I, unless I'm on the road, which I know we've all had to eat on the road and that can be difficult if you're trying to eat a burger or trying to kamala down a hot dog. That's difficult if you're on the road. Unless I'm on the road, why do I care about how handy the sandwich is? Slap all that crap on a plate and I'll eat it with the fork. The wife makes this sloppy joe, the slow cooker sloppy joe all the time cuz we're a pretty high-end family and it's one of my favorite meals. All the time. I'll go home, and because I like to add cheese, I add a bunch of cheese to my sloppy joe before I eat it, and I like extra meat. It just becomes a big old sloppy mess that you can't possibly eat with your hands. doesn't bother me. I go get a fork and a knife, and I sit there, and I enjoy that deliciousness. I don't don't understand this hate for open-faced sandwiches. I don't understand it at all. Jesse. There are lots of union folks that vote Democratic because they think it protects their jobs. Do they not realize they're selling out on all things they probably stand for and believe in? I have a friend and all the family vote Democrat because they think it protects union jobs. How can we argue against this crazy narrative? Well, I would simply start playing for these union guys. I would start playing for them all the audio tape of every Democrat who was decided to go all in on destroying oil and coal 
and natural gas because union jobs in this country, they all go away. Union or not union, they disappear once the green genocide is fully implemented. And if the union guy can't understand that, well, it is what it is. You can continue voting against your own best interests or not. But there's a lot of ingrained tradition there, too. And I know this because I come from a construction family, and I have so many family members that are Democrat union guys, just working blue-collar union guys. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's what you vote Democrats. That's what you've always done. That's very, very hard to change. It's very hard to change. I mean, black people vote Democrat over 90% in this country. Democrats have destroyed the black community in this country. But that's tradition, and it's hard to break these traditions. All right. Alternate history and so much more still to come. Hang on. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, rocking and rolling on a Friday. Don't forget, if you miss any part of the show, you can listen to the whole thing on podcast. It's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. Also, don't forget on iTunes to leave a five-star rating in a review talking about how handsome I am. Now, Dr. Jesse, if the Axis would have won World War II, would they have turned on each other? And who would attack first and who would have won? Well, they definitely would have turned on each other. I mean, the Ger- the Nazis were vile racist trash and the Japanese were vile racist trash. They all had a big race superiority thing complex. The Germans would have beat the crap out of the Japanese, though. The German army was... People don't understand the German army in World War One might be the greatest army in the history of the world. People make that argument. I say that's a little unfair to armies like Alexander the Greats or the Mongols. It's a little unfair to historical armies, but it is on the short list for greatest armies ever. They just had wonderful leadership, wonderful tactics, wonderful equipment, and so much of that leadership was still kind of around, although older when it came to World War II. The German army was an extremely capable army in World War II. You just don't ever talk about that because when you're talking about vile Nazi scum, it's hard to ever talk about them in any positive light, right? Well, those Nazis were awesome. I mean, you're not going to say that very often. The Nazis, the Germans, I, I should just say, had top-tier equipment. They're freaking Germans, man. Everything that Everything's math and science and engineering over there. They had top-tier equipment. They were really, really, really well done. The Japanese, they had good equipment. It wasn't near what the Germans were because they didn't have the German economy. They just Their stuff, they had to cut a bunch of corners when it came to their, their infrastructure. If the Germans had actually won World War II, think about this, they would have controlled Russia and every part of mainland Europe. The natural resources that would have been available to them, that would have far eclipsed our natural resources when you think about it. And that's amazing because America has a stupid amount of natural resources and industrial capacity compared to everyone else. They would have eclipsed us. Japan, yeah, they would have been better off because they'd have had, you know, Philippines and that whole Pacific thing, everything they wanted down there. India, they would have had, I mean, Japan would have had stuff, not like the Germans. As far as who would have attacked first, I mean, who knows? Those crazy Japanese attacked us. Now, I, sh- I say crazy. It was they knew it was nuts to attack us. It was it was a decision they made purposefully. They thought they had no choice. They thought their only chance was a hail mary, and they did it. But they made bold decisions at a high level there. So who knows? Maybe the Japanese would have. Maybe they'd have been bombing Berlin before you know it. I don't know. But when you have people. I mean, look, there are so many cases like this today. When you have people who believe they are genuinely above you, you're inferior, you're lower, you're always going to end up with severe conflict there. And that still is stuff that takes place all across the world today. It takes place here in America on a smaller level, but that's stuff that takes place across the world today. We are 
your supreme rulers. You are inferior, lower human beings. That way of thinking is very natural. It's horrible, but it's very natural. It's a very human nature thing. And that kind of thinking has resulted in a lot of people dead. A lot of them. Jesse, please address what would uh, we would do during a major shutdown of everything that includes pharmacies. By the way, I need to. You want to? You want some bad news on this? I saw this today, and just I'm just bringing it along. I've been telling you where I think we're going and how dark I think it's going to be. This is from uh, Unusual Whales. It's this uh, social media company. They're they're very good. Anyway, they reported this. I want to make sure I give them credit for it. Hedge hedge fund giant Elliott. Elliott is a big hedge fund company. They warn looming hyperinflation could lead to global societal collapse. So that's great news. I know that's ugly. I don't. Hey, don't let fear rule you. All right. We can make preparations, but you can't control that anyway. We are heading into some rough times. All right. So anyway, back to this email. We can stock up on vitamins ahead of time, sure, but what about blood thinners, insulin, and other drugs that people cannot stop without disastrous consequences or deleterious consequences? Chris, what, Chris? Pharmacies as it is act like power-hungry fascists, so on and so forth. Well, here's the truth. When you go into a major, major economic downturn of any kind, sick people die. Lots of them. Old people die. Kids die. The vulnerable always die first. No matter what, the the vulnerable die first. And that's ugly, and I don't want to scare you, but it is true. Let's just just discuss that. Uh, The Holodomor, when Stalin decided to purposely starve Ukraine to death. The Holodomor. You can read about it in books. Uh, I would highly recommend if you want a really tough read, an ugly book. But if you want to read a little bit about that, read the book called Bloodlands. Really great book. They talk about it. It was the weak who died first. When you're starving, look, I'm a, I'm a 40-year-old, relatively healthy male. I'll last longer than uh, a 70-year-old male just because my body is currently functioning better than his is. A 20-year-old male would last longer than me. His body is probably functioning better than my body is. Older folks are going to suffer. People with medical problems are going to suffer. Children, this is really, really sad. You see this a lot. The children would die first. Old people die first. Pregnant women die first. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean for this to get ugly like that. I didn't, but it is the truth. The, the young, stronger people will last longer than the others. It's, it's awful, but that is also the history of the world. Jesse, you talked Friday about how nations would have fistfights during political meetings which obviously got me thinking. Who do you think would win an MMA-style fight, Teddy Roosevelt or Andrew Jackson? <laughs> now, I love Andrew Jackson. I've told you before, he is so underrated. He just totally he done wrong by history. He's a totally cool guy. I'm a little rough around the edges, I admit, but a very cool guy. And Teddy Roosevelt, uh, although I think he was actually a really crappy president and politician, hugely expanded the government, Teddy Roosevelt is also a really cool guy. Just an awesome dude. Teddy Roosevelt would have beat the crap out of Andrew Jackson. Because Teddy Roosevelt basically trained MMA. Let me tell you something about Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt would regularly, regularly, as president, he would box in the White House. 
Teddy Roosevelt would make foreign diplomats and American politicians box him. He would make them box him. Eventually, he got hit so hard in the head that he lost, I think it was partial eyesight in an eye. I'm doing this off, off of memory. He switched to wrestling and judo. I believe, and I may have the details on this wrong, so if I did, don't take this as gospel, I believe he brought in a, a kung fu master from China, I think it was, to teach him kung fu. Teddy Roosevelt trained MMA. Teddy Roosevelt, if he was brought back to life and walked in this room right now and he wanted to throw hands, Teddy Roosevelt would probably beat the crap out of me. What, Chris? Oh, Chris. What if Chris asked that? What if Andrew Jackson had his walking stick? Yeah, do remember uh, Andrew Jackson, who they all tell you to hate. He had an assassin try to kill him, and he almost beat him to death with his cane. His own assassin. He just beat his assassin to death, basically. He didn't kill the guy, but he almost did with his cane. Now, it's an MMA-style fight. The question was MMA-style, Chris. All right. Now, let me ask you something. Very frank. Do you like CNN? You a big CNN fan? Well, why do you have an AT&T phone? You know, they own CNN. Do you have a T-Mobile phone? Do you know the T-Mobile CEO? He told Democrats how to beat Trump, give him advice. Verizon's just as bad. Why are you paying the companies that hate you? And you pay them almost, almost undoubtedly, you pay them automatically. Your credit card probably gets charged automatically. Why are you doing that? These companies are despicable. Don't give them any more of your money. Not a dime. Switch to Pure Talk right now. Keep your phone. Keep your number. Or you can get a new phone, new number. It doesn't matter. But Pure Talk loves you. And you'll pay less, a lot less. Average family saves almost a grand a year. From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Pound 250 saying Jesse Kelly gives you an additional 50% off your first month. Stop funding people who hate you. Switch to Pure Talk today. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I feel like it's going to be a good weekend. Remember, put your phone in the drawer this weekend. There's enough, look, there's enough ugliness still to come. Next week will probably be a ton of fun. Put your phone in the drawer this weekend. You don't need it, all right? Something else I want you to do for me this weekend. Do one thing to take better care of your health. Go on a walk. Get some sunshine. Do something this weekend. I, I'm trying to focus more on more on this because it makes me feel better about world events. It's one of the look. It's one of the one of the things that gives me peace. I'm not some workout king or something like that. So I'm not trying to do a, a life life guru thing. Let's do one thing and make ourselves a little healthier, fellas. When's the last time you got your testosterone levels checked? Get yourself a chalk subscription, please. A male vitality stack from chalk. Your testosterone levels need to be high for a long list of reasons. Not the least of which is how you feel. Ladies, they have a female vitality stack. 
Get some lit powder. They have 35% off the subscriptions. Why wouldn't you get a subscription when you're saving that kind of money? That's a huge savings. C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE, all right? Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. Get it done, all right? One thing this weekend. Jesse, number one. Oh, wait, I have to do the soundbite, Chris. And now... Here's a headline. By, go, you know, the, you know the thing. Emails. We didn't get to you. <laughs> you're always joking about how you're really good looking, so naturally I assumed you were maybe a three. But I got to say, I started following you on Instagram, and you are good looking. Good for you. Ha! See, I love this lady, Chris. Two, what are your thoughts on chemtrails? Now that I've heard theories, I can't unsee the sky. Tin hat or think there's some truth there? Her name's Amanda. I don't know. I don't know. Last time I ripped on chemtrails because I didn't rip on them. I just never looked into it. I never knew what they were. We got a bunch of emails and they weren't, you know, wing nutty emails. They were people who have strong opinions about it. The fact that I'm even mentioning this now means I'm going to have more of them on Monday. And that's fine. Remember, you're always welcome to send that stuff to me. Love, hate, death threats, chemtrails, ask Dr. Jesse questions. You can send them all to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse, have you ever made your famous burgers for Clay and Buck? Clay and Buck aren't worthy of my famous burgers, all right? After the tequila incident, after Buck serving these mini crab cakes at his engagement party, Clay and Buck aren't worthy of Jesse Kelly burgers. Jesse, first thing, why no bacon on your cheeseburgers? Why do I need bacon? I love bacon. Don't get me wrong. And I'll, I'll tell you, I have, have added bacon to the burgers before. Certainly doesn't take away. But bacon is one of those things. It's um, Sorry about this for you, Chris. Bacon's basically a gift from God. And it's so wonderful in every possible way that you can add bacon to disgusting things and make it palatable. You can. That's why people always, when I say truthful things like Brussels sprouts are gross, They'll always say something stupid to me. No, you've never had mine with bacon in it. That doesn't make the Brussels sprouts good. The bacon's good. But I don't have to add anything to the greatest cheeseburgers in the history of the world. They're already great. Could they be better with bacon? Sure, maybe. But why would I waste bacon on it when I don't need it? Hey, Jesse. Love the show. I spent four years in Israel as a student at in, in Yeshiva. He said, ask Chris if you don't know what that means. That's Yeshiva State that we were talking about earlier, Chris. Says, I wish I could come on your trip next summer. I can tell from your experience it'll be awesome. So on and so forth. Anyway, my question is, you often talk about how we need to turn the tide of communism and start raising red-blooded, proud American children. Do you believe the current Republican Party can hold the line long enough for the next generation of communist fighters to come? Because things aren't looking great. His name's Jacob. Um, no, I don't think. Well, it depends on what you mean by the Republican Party. The National Republican Party, no. No, I don't. They're useless. But I'm not really banking on them. I'm banking on you. I'm banking on us getting more active locally and protecting our cities and our states. And because I have seen a brand new, really impressive aggression from the right begin to take hold, I am hopeful. I am 100% hopeful that local people 
can do enough to preserve this place. Remember, just because America as a whole is hot garbage right now, the federal government, there are so many wonderful pockets of this country that can still be preserved. I told you this story back when I did it, but we send our kids every every year, we send them to this wonderful church camp every uh, for a week where they go just be boys, right? They're, they're fishing and they're shooting guns and they're doing late night hide and seek, putting on camo paint. It's, it's awesome. Every single morning at this church camp, they go out to the flagpole and they say a prayer for the country and they say the pledge as the flag is being raised. And every single night at the end of the day, all these kids, they gather around that flagpole and they say a prayer for the country and they watch the flag being lowered. And when you go see it, when you experience it, things like that, they're taking place still across the country. It inspires you that there are still so many people out there who want what you want and think what you think. So many people. You see stories still to this day of youth football games on a Friday night of the whole stadium joining with the singing of the national anthem. And they say a prayer with the team beforehand. And you're reminded that there are gigantic chunks of this country that are wonderful still. That are absolutely wonderful still. Are we in trouble with this current bunch of losers in the government? There's no question about that. I'm not trying to put a a smiling face on it. But what happens is this. You wake up and you look at the headlines and they all suck. And then you listen to talk radio and lots of it's bad news and you watch TV and it's bad news and Joe Biden gives a speech and he's an old jerk like always. And then you get the economic news and it sucks and it, and you're surrounded by bad news and you just, that's why I tell you to put your phone away this weekend. It's just bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. And it's easy, especially for us because we're culturally surrounded. It's easy to think like things or it's easy to think things are hopeless. It's easy to think that we're so outnumbered. It's over. The country's already done. We won't even be a nation 30 seconds from now. And it's a, Find a way to step away from all that and find a way to be in a situation where you are surrounded by like-minded people. Maybe that's a local get-out-the-vote rally. I bet you there's a bunch of these happening this weekend. I bet you they're happening in your area. Go look it up. Call the local Republican Party. Maybe Trump is coming to town. Trump rallies are a great way to get yourself inspired. Even if, well, Jesse, I don't like Trump. Even if you don't like Trump, go to a Trump rally. You'll be surrounded by wonderful people. Trump people are wonderful people. You are not alone. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of Americans think just like you. All right? We're going to be all right. All right. We're also going to be back here Monday to have more fun and do all this again. You keep your chin up this weekend and go find it. Go find those like-minded people. Even if you're an introvert like me, go find them, all right? That's all. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 